Welcome to episode 20 of the Melanie Muse podcast. It's your host, Leah Marie. Welcome back, everybody. Recently, I decided to create this limited series titled The Curious Case of, where several episodes will go more in depth on the lives of several black female iconic entertainers and each of their individual paths to obtaining success and fame in the entertainment industry. In honor of our episode premiere of Hashtag The Curious Case Of, in this episode, we will be discussing the emergence of rising singer, songwriter, one half of the R&B sister duo, Chloe and Hallie, and one of Beyonce's protégés, Chloe Bailey. Please stay tuned after this brief message from our sponsor. enjoyed that brief message from our sponsor let's get right into the first segment of our show have you heard so we're going to explore the early years of um, Chloe Bailey and how she got started in the entertainment industry so for those you may not know Chloe Bailey was born on July 1st 1998 she's a 98 baby like me sign as a cancer um, in Mableton, Georgia. Um, I guess like eventually once she got into her, you know, middle school, high school year, she and her family relocated to Los Angeles, you know, for them to start their, you know, entertainment career. So Chloe Bailey is mostly a self-taught musician and producer. Um, and she's also had you know, she's also an actress as well. Um, she and her sister got started, you know, by singing uh, YouTube covers on their YouTube channel. Um, if those of you who may not know who um, Chloe's sister is, her sister's name is Hallie Bailey. Um, they're in their duo together. Um, eventually, they were discovered by Beyonce after one of their video covers of one of her hits from the 2013 album, um, Pretty Hurts went viral, and they were signed to a Parkwood Entertainment several months um, during that year, later down the line. So that's mainly how she got her start in the entertainment industry. Um, once we get into FYI, we're gonna explore um, her career um, with um, her sister as the duo Chloe and Hallie. So please stay tuned after this quick break. We'll be right back. start exploring the career of Chloe and how she started to take off in this segment called FYI. 
for your information. So, being part of Chloe and Hallie, um, we're going to explore um, some of the film work that Chloe has participated in. Um, so, during her early years as a child, she had several major acting roles um, in movies such as The Fine Temptations as the younger version of Beyonce's character, Lily, which I, I probably started watching maybe a year and a half ago. It was actually a very good film. Um, I remember seeing advertisements of it as like, a kid, but never know what it's about, but it's a really good movie with Beyonce and Kim Gooden Jr. Um, I'd watch it. Um, and she also had a role um, in Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns. I think I saw it on TV the other day when I was on vacation. Um, she played um, a character, I think her name was Tasha Rhodes. Um, that movie stars and it will starred Angela Bassett as a single working mother and Chloe played her daughter. That's a really good movie, you should check that out. Um, so shortly after, um, some years later, she and her sister Chloe and Hallie um, as the singing duo, you know, were recognized. They went on the show called Radio Disney's Next Big Thing where they um, were highlighting rising, you know, young adult artists in the entertainment industry. And they, um, I forgot how that show went. Um, they would come on the show, they would, you know, present a single or showcase their, you know, talent um, on the Radio Disney show. Um, and if, you know, viewers liked it, they had a chance to vote, you know, for, you know, whether that certain rising art should be the next big thing. And this happened in about 2012. Chloe and Hallie, the sisters, were appeared on Radio Disney. Um, eventually they won the competition for, um, you know, the next big thing with Radio Disney. And from there, that's how they got their, um, to showcase some of their music from Radio Disney on onto Austin and Alley, which is a hit TV show that aired, premiered like in the late 2010s. Um, I know that my sister and I used to be obsessed with it when I was like in school. Pretty cool show. Um, one of their hit songs, Unstoppable, off of I think of one of their EPs that they made, not really sure, premiered on um, the Austin Alley soundtrack. So that's how, you know, that's how, you know, they got their start, their little brief stint with Disney. Now we're gonna kind of segue into how, you know, they became Beyonce's protégés um, as the duo. So in 2016, the sisters, Chloe and Hallie, made their, you know, cameo appearance in one of, in Beyonce's Lemonade visual album, which was really good. It's been about five years since it was released. Um, stunning visuals. Um, the main message kind of centered around black womanhood and femininity and, you know, our history. Um, you know, under her label, Proper Entertainment. While they were under her, while they're under her label, they also released their, uh, I guess their debut EP, Sugar Symphony, during that same year. And, you know, later that year into the following year, 2017, they were the opening act for um, Beyonce's European Formation World Tour. And then, during that same year, they had released a mixtape called The Two of Us. And then, also during um, that year in 2017, they had teamed up with you know Michelle Obama to create this female empowerment initiative um, single called um, "This Is for My Girls," which, like you know, is centered around female empowerment. 
And then the following year in March of 2018, they'd released, you know, their full length debut album called The Kids Are Right. It was actually released on my birthday, my 20th birthday, March 23rd. And that was a pretty dope birthday present and a pretty good album. Um, it had reached 139 on the Billboard 200 chart and it featured the hit singles um, Grown, which is the Grownish theme song, and Warrior from Disney's A Wrinkle Time. I actually saw that movie, um, I think, around the time that it came out, around the same month um, that it came out. Um, and what you guys may not know is that um, Chloe mainly either produced or co-produced all the singles and Hallie had helped her. One thing I would let you know about Chloe Bailey is that she's a dope producer, dope rising producer in her own right. Um, so now we're gonna talk about um, her stint with Grownish. Um, so Grownish had premiered on January of uh, 2018 and I remember where I was. I was towards the end of my freshman year um, of college um, three years ago, I remember sitting from the TV the night that it premiered, just waiting to watch it. And I remember, since the season one, by the way, I, I remember every chance that I saw it on TV, I would always turn to freeform and watch all the episodes, and then I kind of fell off. But that's not the point. This series is led by um, Blackish TV star Yara Shahidi. It kind of centers around, you know, college life. Um, and it's a pretty good show. It's, it's a little bit messy this season, but I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Um, yeah, but on the show, um, Chloe portrays um, one of the track star twins, Jazz Forrester, um, alongside with her sister, Hallie Bailey, who portrays Sky, respectively. They are a track team duo, I think from Southern California, and you know, they're very sassy. They're probably like the best part of the show because they all have all kinds of comebacks always reading people like books, things like that. Um, I love their characters. And I think they show a lot of growth this season, but you're gonna have to find that out on your own time. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. And then, um, last year, last June to be exact, um, the duo, the sisters had released their second album, their sophomore album um, titled Ungodly Hour. Um, it reached number six on the Billboard 200 charts, so it kind of shows how far they come. And this definitely is like um, a big step from uh, their debut album, where you know they were just starting out as you know finding their way as young girls. But now this sophomore album kind of signifies their transition into young womanhood. So they've definitely came a long way and it kind of, you know, shows the progress um, with their albums. And following the release of their sophomore album, they were, they were nominated two times the Grammy Awards for Best Progressive R&B Album and Best Traditional R&B Performance um, back in March. Um, so they're on their way and hopefully the Grammys don't snub them next year because they've worked too hard. They've been in this entertainment industry for quite a while since they were children, so they need to have their talents recognized the Grammys. Um, so now we're gonna kind of transition to the solo career of Hallie, I mean, Chloe Bailey. And so right now, Chloe is just going off on social media. She's everybody's internet darling, social media darling. She's putting out these stunning visuals, this content, um, you know, and most notably recently, back in like January of this year, I remember seeing her trend on Twitter 
um, because of this busing challenge that she did on TikTok. Um, and, you know, she kind of got, you know, some backlash about that. And, well, mixed reviews because people loved her for it. They're praising her for, you know, sh just going off and just serving us with that challenge. And then the other side of Twitter is like, no, we don't, we don't like that. But we're going to go kind of into that um, in the last segment of the show. But yeah, so there's some controversies surrounding the TikTok that she made about that. But like I said, we're going to explain that later. Um, and then with Instagram, Sis is just serving us looks with her very bold, very fashion-forward um, styles. Um, and, you know, I was looking at this article in Vogue, and it kind of explained that, you know, Chloe and Hadley, although, you know, they're sisters, they're not really the same in personality. And I've kind of peeped that because Hadley's a bit more on the reserve side, and Chloe is, you know more of the risk taker, the risky type, you know, the bold type. And it kind of shows um, with her fashion statements, it brings out her bold personality. Um, she's rocked certain brands like Versace and Burberry and other names I can't even pronounce. But I, I feel kind of inspired because like she's just serving face and it's, it's fabulous. So now, um, in the last part of, you know, FYI, we're gonna talk about um, the, you know, Nina Simone tribute performance that Chloe did on ABC's Juneteenth special last month. I didn't even watch the special. I didn't even know it had aired at the time. I remember seeing, you know, some commercials about it, but they didn't really, you know, promote it like that. But Chloe did a special tribute performance of um, Nina Simone's Feeling Good a 1965 hit from one of her albums and she had received mixed reviews um, based on that she did a very I guess a very risque performance from that um, she I remember she wore I guess this is from one of the articles called wrap up um, online and she had worn this little bodysuit um the set was kind of like a moonlit scene and she you know performed the lyrics to feeling good and i guess the way that she was dancing you know most people praised her for it on social media um you know um especially nina simone's granddaughter rihanna simone kelly i don't know if i pronounced it right but she you know mentioned that um in a tweet that you know, her grandmother was free-spirited, so people should relax. It's, it's just a performance. And then the other side, this is on Twitter, by the way, it said, um, I'm Chloe's doing too much and all that. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of mixed reviews. I mean, I watched it, and clearly Chloe was just being herself, and she was expressing how she felt, and she was feeling good different artists you know interpret certain songs differently so personally after watching that clip of her performance i don't think she did anything wrong she was it just shows um her evolution as a young black woman and i guess people thought it was over sexualized some people but look it's a performance it celebrates black femininity black womanhood i saw nothing wrong with it um if you want more, you know, inside scoop on, you know, her performance, 
all of that will be um, posted below in the show notes. If you want to watch her performance, that will be posted below too. So, yeah, I thought her performance and that was good. I'm not going to ramble on about it. You can say what you want about it, but that's how I feel about that. So now we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into our final segment of our podcast and we'll be out of here. Stay tuned. Uh-huh. Watch your dad. Epiphany. That's it. Welcome back to um, the podcast. Um, we are now segueing to our final segment of the show, Daily Musings. And now we're going to try to explore more what the legacy of Chloe Bailey will probably be. And given that Chloe is Beyonce's protege, one of her proteges, I know that she is definitely going to carry on the legacy that Beyonce has um, established, especially some of you know her performances kind of emulate Beyonce. I know that's her biggest idol. And so there's no doubt in my mind that Chloe um, will have her name solidified in history as an up and coming merging, you know, icon in her own right. Um, she has like, um, one huge solo project coming up um found out several days ago on according to this billboard article um online that i saw she's set to star in this psychological thriller called jane which kind of explores you know the mental health issues and crises and social media anxiety that young adults like her are facing and it's going to be on this emerging streaming platform called creator plus um, so looking forward to that and that will probably help her, you know, cultivate her acting chops more. This is kind of like a, like a far cry from obviously the Grownish series and other movies that she's done in the past. So excited, very excited about that. And now we're going to try to explore, um, her femininity and, you know, exploring her identity as a young black woman. And like I said, um... Chloe Halley, Chloe Bailey is obviously transitioning into her womanhood. She's getting older. So I guess some of the performances, some things she's done, it kind of showcases that, you know, her rise into adulthood. And I was looking at this article that I saw online from the medium um, that kind of, you know, touched on the uh, controversial, well, the little controversy surrounding um, Chloe Bailey's um, TikTok performance and how it kind of like explained how black women's uh, femininity and sexuality have been policed for quite a long time. And to kind of back it up, um, one quote that I um, could say from this article is, quote, we watched their endearing rise from YouTube sensations to Queen Bay's protégés with last week's release of their sophomore, sophomore project, The Ungodly Hour. 
Several things became clear. The Bailey girls are grown. The lyrics and themes explored were a grand departure from their debut album, The Kids Are All Right, and you couldn't really help but smile. They were becoming young women, living, loving, and finding their way. So not only Chloe, but Hallie as well. They're both maturing to young women, and we have to, we have to you know, realize that they're not kids anymore. They're exploring different, you know, young adult themes. And they're trying to, you know, find their way in this world. And we can't just, you know, be critical of how they express themselves artistically as young women. Another quote to back that up is, young women like Chloe and others remind us of just how far we've come in a decade. There is an unapologetic ownership of themselves and their joy that is refreshing simply because the battle is long fought and hard won, end quote. So like I said, um, just leave them alone, especially Chloe, let, let her live her life. Like we've overcome so many hurdles and obstacles just to, you know, be ourselves unapologetically. So leave us alone please. Um, now we're gonna kind of like explore how black femininity has been viewed in the white gaze and there are several quotes that will kind of, you know, explain why black femininity is viewed in a negative light by the white society. So, quote, contrary to what others suggest, the problem has never been black women's agency and affirmation of themselves. The dilemma is that we live in a world committed to denying black women agency and affirmation, end quote. So like I said before, we, we've been policed to not express ourselves and, you know, come into our sexuality as black women for centuries, um, aka Sarah Bartman. But that's another topic. Another supporting quote I have um, is, quote, from the moment black people were snatched from familiar shores and forced into enslavement, whiteness has worked overtime to reinforce the lie of black women, black people's inferiority. When it came to black women, we were nothing more than wanton Jezebels who would seduce Capeder and captive alike, end quote. Like I said before, Sarah Bartman, um, and how black people have been used as a commodity and like a spectacle as opposed to being treated as human beings. So now we're gonna explore more on Chloe's path um, to her self-discovery, well, to self-discovery. Um, Chloe's trying to find herself as a young woman, so therefore that's why she makes the content that she does, and that's why she does the performances that she does. And to kind of support that, um, I'm taking this quote from the article again. Quote, I watched Chloe's tearful response to the controversy that many have caused in her name. She shared her struggles with believing in her own beauty and the work she's done to find her voice and confidence. She and every other black woman deserve the room to find these things and the search must never be encumbered by the projections of others, end quote. So Chloe, she wants to live her life on her terms and that we can't dictate how our lives should be lived based on the opinions of other people. So um, let her live her life. Um, she, like I said, she's coming to her own as a rising entertainer. I wish her nothing but the best and I just pray that she finds, she stays true to herself and continues to be your true, authentic self. Um, some final remarks I have is that, like I said, Chloe is coming to her own as a young artist. I love what she's doing as a fellow 98 baby. She's, you know, finding her way. She's exploring her sound, exploring her identity, and she shouldn't be, she shouldn't apologize for it. Um, so 
that's the curious case of uh, Chloe Bailey and um, we're gonna stay tuned for more curious cases about um, our other beloved female black entertainers soon. So now we're gonna segue into the outro and close the show out. Hey, muses. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Make sure to follow our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Connect with us on social media at Melanated Muse Podcast on Instagram, at Muse Melanated on Twitter, and the Melanated Muse on Facebook for weekly updates. Follow me on social media at writemeback underscore and at Leah underscore Marie without the A on Twitter. As a growing podcast, we are learning as we go along to enhance our brand and give you Muse's fresh new content every week. Don't hesitate to send us a voicemail on Anchor or send us a DM on any of our social media handles if you have any further comments or questions. Want to be a guest or interested in having me, Leah Marie, as a guest on your platform? Send us an email at our email address, melanatedmuse20 at gmail.com. Sending you love, peace, and light, the Melanated Muse. Stay tuned for next week's episode of Hashtag The Curious Case Of. See you later. Bye. Thank you.